0: In Isaiah 55, God said, my word will accomplish that for when I it out. And I believe this is the word that God's given me for the church. Uh, he's given it to me for me. And I believe that tonight God will accomplish what he has given this word for. I've titled this message, Step Out of the Way. 2 Timothy 1, 6, and 7, Paul told Timothy, Stir up the gift of God, which is in you, by the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Now we can only speculate as to why Paul told Timothy that he needed to stir up the gift that was in him. But it sounds like maybe Timothy was struggling with fear. and Maybe it was a fear of persecution, because times were hard. Maybe it was a fear of what people would think of him. Or maybe he just simply felt unqualified to do what God was leading him to do. But whatever it was, Paul wanted Timothy to understand. Whatever it was, Paul wanted Timothy to understand that the gift of God within him was greater than his fear. Fear is one of the Christian's worst enemies. Fear will shut you down and it'll keep you from fulfilling what God has for you to do. There's such a thing as a healthy amount of fear, and it'll it'll protect you, it'll keep you alert and focused on what you're doing. But if we allow it to to overtake us, uh, it can paralyze us and keep us from doing what God's called us to do. And we can't allow that to happen. If we allow to rule us, we'll look back one day and we'll see all the missed opportunities that God gave us, but we were paralyzed by our fear and we're afraid to move out into where God had called us to go. And so we'll miss those opportunities if we allow fear to take control of our lives. Matthew 14, after Jesus had fed the 5,000, he had the disciples to get into a boat and go to the other side of the lake and he would come after them. When shortly before dawn Jesus went out to the boat walking on the water. When the disciples saw him, they were terrified. They thought he was a ghost. But he spoke to them and said it is I, don't be afraid. And most of us know the story. Peter said, Lord if it's you let me come to you on the water. And Jesus said to him, come. So Peter stepped out of the boat and he began to walk on the water. But then he looked at the wind and the waves, and he became afraid and he began to sink. When Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and he lifted him up, held him up. You see, Peter took his eyes off Jesus and he began to falter. He was already walking on the water, he was already doing what Jesus told him he could do. Yeah. But he started to look around at the circumstances and he began to look at his own limitations yeah. and the fact that they got and empowered him to instead of looking. To the fact that God had already empowered him to do what he was doing. Fear consumed him and he began to sink, but Jesus reached out his hand and held him up. And how many times have we been like Peter? We know God's spoken to us to do something, or maybe he's led you to get involved in a ministry that's going on in the church. But instead of believing that God has equipped you to do what he's called you to do, we look at our circumstances. We look at our own lack of confidence in our abilities and we falter and we miss out on what God has for us because of our fear. And a lot of times, unlike Peter, who at least got out of the boat, we choose to stay in the boat where it's safe and comfortable. And in doing so, we miss out on the blessing that comes with being obedient. We miss out on the spiritual growth that comes from exercising our faith. And I'm talking to myself here tonight as much as I am anyone else because I'm a little out of my comfort zone tonight. This is not something, if I God hadn't laid this on my heart, I'm telling you, it would would be up here. I've had to overcome a lot to get up here on this platform. I don't have any confidence in my own ability or qualifications to do this. But I'm up here because I sincerely believe that God placed it upon my heart. And I want my faith to be greater than my fear. And I'm choosing tonight to get out of the boat God's given each one of us a calling. He's given us the privilege of working alongside him in the ministry. He sent us to a lost and dying world, and we can't afford to submit to our fears or choose comfort over the call. If you're willing to step out of the boat, Jesus will hold you up. You won't fail. He'll be faithful to give you the strength, wisdom, and ability to accomplish whatever he calls you to do, and your part is to simply step out and trust him. I believe this with my whole heart. God will never give you something to do that he has not already equipped you to do. You have the gifting. You have the ability. You have the resources. You have everything you need when God has called you to do something. You just have to be willing to step out of the boat and let Jesus hold you up. It's because, you know, it doesn't really matter whether you feel capable or not or whether you feel worthy or not whether you feel good enough to be able to do this thing or not. Because it's not about you, honestly. It's not about me. It's about what God can do in and through In and, and through me. If we are willing to just step out in faith and trust Him. And He will hold you up. And just like Timothy, you know, we need to stir up the gifts that are in us. Some of our gifts, they've lain dormant for so long, you know, from a lack of use. And they've been pushed back by fear. And God's placed within these walls of this church. Everything we need, every gift that we need, is here to make an impact on this community. But we have to push ourselves to get out of the boat and go. You know what I want to see? I want to see souls saved. I want to see people at this altar with their hearts broken before God, weeping and pouring out their heart to God so that when they stand up, they'll go out another way there'll be a changed individual, there'll be a new creation in Christ. I want to see blind eyes open, I want to see deaf ears open. I want to see the brokenhearted, bound up, the addicts set free and deliverance for those who are bound by the power of Satan because they're everywhere. All we've got to do is go get them, bring them in here or go out there to them and God can do the work. And I believe this is God's vision for his church, you know, is to save souls, Heal those who are bound up. Heal those who are sick. He's using us to do those things. He's called you and me to do great things for the kingdom of God. And as we glorify and lift up the name of Jesus, he'll do great and mighty things among us, but we have to go. It's up to us to get out of the boat. If we're going to reach people, we have to go to where they are. We must be willing to get dirty. And we've got to be willing to be uncomfortable. We've got to be willing to sacrifice our time and put forth the effort we got to be willing to lay down our plans and desires and live for his. Because ours don't matter in the end. Come on. It's only what we do for him. It's only the, the, his desires. He says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. He's not going to give me a new boat or a motorcycle or a car or a yeah. toy. He's putting a desire within my heart. Yeah. And then when I realize that he's put that desire in there and I'll move toward it, yeah. he will give me the desire of my heart. Yeah. He'll make that desire a reality. Jesus said in John 9, 4, As long as it's day, we must do the works of him who sent me. The night's coming, when no one can work. And all you have to do is look around in our country and our world, and you can see the darkness moving in fast. During COVID, the government shut down our churches, and it's just a short matter of time before the devil gives them another excuse. The devil knows that his time is short. We have to understand that our time is short, too. Uh, that there's a window yes. that God has opened for us to work. And the time's coming when it's going to pass. I'm getting old. I don't want to stand before God in handy. I want to do what I can do now while I can do it. Because the time's coming when I can't. The time's coming when the church can't. The time's coming when you can't. And we've got to wake up. And we've got to step out of the boat and understand that Jesus will hold us up. We've got to understand that this is our calling. This is what we're here for. In society today, people call good, evil, and evil good. It's turned upside down, you know, and and we have to do what we know to do. In Luke 19, 10, Jesus said, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus died to reconcile God and man through his sacrificial death on the cross. He died to restore the personal intimate relationship with God that was lost in the Garden of Eden. He died to restore the eternal life in a paradise that was just built made just for mankind created just for mankind and one day we'll be in that paradise with God. The one that was lost in the garden is gone forever but the one in heaven is eternal and that's our home. He died to restore the perfect health and wholeness that was destroyed by sin in the garden of Eden He died to build His church on the foundation Uh of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone Jesus He died to purchase for himself a church, a people from every tribe and tongue and nation who are called by his name, the name of Christian, those who are sold out, those who have come to this altar of prayer and poured out their hearts and received forgiveness for in the free offers. That's the only way it can be found. He died to purchase a church that represented him on earth, commissioned by Jesus Christ and empowered by the Spirit of God to go into all the world and preach the gospel. To win the laws and to build his church in Acts 20 28 the first time I read this it's me because it says God purchased the church with his own blood I don't believe there's a more powerful statement in all scripture at least not in my heart because it puts things in perspective God loves love those separated from enough him enough shed his own blood for their eternal salvation through the person of Jesus Christ shouldn't we love him enough to go tell him? shouldn't we love him enough to go tell them that God shed his own blood so that they can be saved that he has a plan that he has a purpose for their lives you know we were once then we were yes, once those people right, out there who yeah, lost or yeah, died yeah. on their way to hell. Yeah. But, you know, somebody came and said, know what Jesus did. Let me tell you what Jesus did. Jesus died on the cross for your salvation. God shed his own blood so that you don't have to die, so that you don't have to spend any eternity in hell. That's we're right. all born destined for hell. The fall of Adam, he inherited his sin from that day forward, and we are all born headed for eternity in hell. But Jesus stepped in. God shed his own blood. He stepped in and said, it doesn't have to be this way. I'm making a way for you to come to me. I'm making a way for you to have eternal life. I'm making a way for you to be in heaven and lose hell. And we have to understand that. And we have to be willing to go out here and tell people and bring them in here. If we go out here and we win people to Christ on the street, I don't care if they come to this church. I don't care if they go to church. I don't care if they go to Kingsway. I don't care where they go. We just want them to go to heaven. We just want them to know Jesus. We just want them to understand the reality of what God has done. God helps us to be able to communicate that. You know, it's so hard to find such a such love that Jesus to the so others can live. We can't fully comprehend the love of God for us. But those of us who have experienced it have come away, changed forever. The love of God took away our sin and shame and gave us a new life. It made us a new creation in Christ. Yes. It gave us a hope and a future. It gives our lives meaning and purpose. It gave us the reality of the promise of eternity in heaven. We will be immersed forever in the love of the God who is ready to shed his own blood for us. Yes. And we have to grasp the reality of the truth that if others are ever going to experience this, we are their only hope. We have to grasp the reality, I'll say it again, brother, of the truth that if the others, if those people out there who are lost and dying and going to hell, if they're ever going to hear this good news, they're going to hear it from us. They're going to hear it from us. I don't understand why we can't, I've seen it all my life, as long as I've been in church, I've seen it. We just can't grasp the reality that the world is dying and bound for hell without the love of God that we've experienced. And we do nothing to go help them. We do nothing to go get them. And that's the cry in my heart. That's the desire that God has put in my heart. And I want to do everything I can to do that. It could be standing in front of Kroger and talking to people as they're going in and out. But whatever it might be, that's what i want to do. That's what God has called his church to do. That is why Jesus died. Yeah. Jesus didn't die so we can be happy and come in and raise our hands and worship and jump up and down and yeah. spin in circles or whatever we do. There's nothing wrong with those things. Those things are good because it's the joy of the Spirit in us. But that's not part of what God ultimately called us to do. He called us to go. And bring really the lost and make disciples. I want to give you a challenge. It may sound harsh, but the next time you go to Crow, where you're walking up and down the aisles, I challenge you to look those people in the eye. Ask yourself whether God cares whether or not they go to hell. Ask him if you shed his blood for him or her. And ask him if he'll use you to make a difference in the lives of some of them. We have to ask ourselves the hard questions we have to do what we know to do even when it's uncomfortable even when it's hard second corinthians 5 20 says therefore we are ambassadors for christ as though christ were making an appeal through us we beg you on behalf of christ be reconciled to god god's made you and i as ambassadors on earth to spread the gospel to tell a lost and dying world about a God who loves them enough to shed his own blood for their slur- for their eternal salvation and ransom them from the curse of sin and death. To give them the opportunity to be reconciled to God. To give them the opportunity to ex- experience the overwhelming love that God has for them. To let them know that they can be made a new creation in Christ. That they can experience the reality of the hope of heaven that we have in him. God's given us the privilege and yes I mean it's a privilege that God has given us that we have to grasp it he's given us the privilege of taking the gospel to the world we shouldn't treat it like a chore but we do because we don't want to be uncomfortable God helps Jesus taught the disciples the gospel for three and a half years he went back to heaven and he told them before he went he told them go into all the world and preach the gospel Make disciples of all nations. So he ascended back into heaven. He said, tarry in Jerusalem until you received the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came and they were empowered to preach the gospel. When they preached the gospel, many women we were saved by the thousands. God's given us the same gospel. He's given us the same Holy Spirit. Yes. We have everything that we need. We just need to understand that it's our responsibility to go. We need to up the gifts that are within us. We need to take the opportunities that God gives us and use them for His glory. But we'll never do that staying safe and comfortable in the boat. We have to step out of the boat. We have to reach lost people with the good news that God loves them. We have to get them to understand that they're born lost and headed for hell. But Jesus intervened to rescue them from the curse of sin and death. We have to tell them that it's not God's will for anyone to go to hell. That's why, he created, that's why he shed his own blood through the person of Jesus Christ. They have to be told that there's hope for an eternity in heaven with a God who loves them, and a love beyond anything they can even imagine. First Corinthians 2.9 says, No eye is seen, no ear is heard, no heart is imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And this is what they're missing out on. We had that hope. They don't have that hope. We need to go out and make sure they understand. I understand that it's hard to witness, and I understand every time I step up to somebody to try to talk to them about the Lord, I get scared, I get nervous, But my faith has to be greater than my fear. If I'm ever going to accomplish what God's called i to accomplish. On September and the 18th, we're starting this Way of the Master evangelism class. It's a tool that will enable you to share the gospel with those you come into contact with, with those you love that maybe only you can reach because there are people out there in your little world that I'll never see, that I'll never meet, you know, and and you may be the only one who can reach them, but this may be your opportunity to step out of the boat. This program, this way of the master, witnessing method, whatever you might want to call it, is so simple and it's so unoffensive and you can, you can talk to people, you know, and, and laugh and have them enjoy Understanding how sinful they are and that they need Christ. You know, it's, it's a wonderful tool and we need to take advantage of it. So, you know, the lost, they'll never come to us. They're never going to come to this church. If, if the lost would come to church, every church in America would be full. But these churches, these pews, they're empty because they're not coming in here. And if they're not coming in here, we have to go out there. You know, the word gospel simply means good news. The good news that God loved them so much that he gave. The good news that God shed his own blood through the person of Jesus Christ so they can uh-huh. be reconciled to God. The good news that they can experience the overwhelming reality of the love of God in their lives that will uh-huh. change them forever. Yeah. The yeah. good news that they can have a hope in the future, yeah. that they can look forward to eternity in the presence of the God who loved them enough to shed his own blood. Jesus. If you're here tonight, These things that I've been saying, a lot of it's about the responsibility of the church to go and bring people in, but a lot of it's about what God has done to reconcile man to God. And if you're here tonight and you haven't experienced that love, that reconciliation to God that'll change your life for eternity, tonight you can truly know Jesus Christ as your personal savior and your friend and he will hold you up in the darkest hours. He'll give you peace when the whole world runs in turmoil, stand in the middle of the tornado and you'll have peace because he's with you. Not that life won't be hard, I'm not telling you that everything's gonna be roses and sunshine because it's not, because life is still life, but we have a peace. We have the knowledge that God is true to his word and his word says that I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. So if you're here tonight, and you need that in your life, if you feel a drawing. Emotion in your chest, if you feel this drawing, you know, salvation is a free gift. It was purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. There's nothing you can do to earn it. You can't be good enough to get into heaven. If you could, Jesus would have died for nothing. We're all born in sin. Isaiah 59 2 tells us that our sin separates us from our God. And that applies to every person in history except for one. Jesus came and he lived a sinless life. The only person in the history of humanity to ever do so. This qualified him to be the sacrificial lamb of God. He died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sin. Yours individually. I've heard it said that if I was the only one, he would still die. And I believe that because we matter to him, each one individually. He paid the penalty for your sin. And because Jesus paid the penalty for your sin, he is the only one who can forgive your sin. He said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father unless he comes to me. Yeah, yeah. Jesus wants you to come to him tonight. He wants you to come to God through him tonight more than you can even begin to imagine. So if you feel that emotion inside, if you feel, feel that drawing right now, this is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is convincing convicting you of the reality of your sin. He's convincing you that Jesus is the way to God. He's drawing you to surrender your life to Christ tonight. If you'll do that tonight, he'll give you a joy that you never dreamed possible. Greater than anything you can imagine. He'll give you the assurance of returning to heaven with the God who loves you enough to shed his own blood for you. You'll become a new creation in Christ, born again, a chance of a second, least on life, to do life again, Start at the age you are, and God will change the life. Your path will change, and he'll put things into your life that you never dreamed possible. Yeah. Now, the devil's going to whisper in your ear, you can't live it, so don't even try. Yeah. But in John 8:44, Jesus said, the devil's the liar and the father of all lies. Yes. And if you'll step out of your boat tonight, and meet Jesus down here at this altar, he'll hold you up. You won't have to worry about trying, because he'll hold you. You know, we struggle sometimes with feeling like we're good enough in the reality of it is we're not. But Jesus died for us anyway. So he's waiting for you. He's put the ball in your court. He's drawing you. He's calling you. And if you're here tonight and you want to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you want to have your sins forgiven and the weight of the world lifted off you, now's your time. You can come down here and we'll pray for you. We'll pray with you and God will do the work that only he can do. And one more thing, speaking to all the Christians here, ask yourself, are you ready to get out of the boat? Are you ready to trust Jesus to hold you up? Just ask God what he would have you do, and then step out of the boat.